Yes, indeed. Yes, yes, indeed. You already know what time it is. And if you don't know, you better ask somebody. If you don't know, you better just Google us. If you don't know, you better just stick around. Because we ain't fucking around. What up, everybody? What's going down? How's everybody? Midweek, we made it. We made it middle of the week. Happy hump day. That's right. Happy hump. Hope everybody's humping. You know, we usually do the hashtag Wednesday Night Sex Show, but we're not going to do that today because Nikki P is not going to be with us. But we have something related to, you know, that, I guess. So please stick around because you are now tuned in to Mixture of Variety Entertainment, a.k.a. Mixture of Variety Podcast, a.k.a. Move, baby. We stay moving forward and ever backwards in 2022 and beyond. 2020, 2022, 2022, and beyond. Ladies and gentlemen, I go by the name of Patient Zero. Please give it up one time. Give it up one time. Let's get this party started. I say we do just that. So, ladies and gentlemen, like I said, we used to do hashtag Wednesday night sex shows, so we're not going to be doing that tonight, even though it is Wednesday. I hope you guys are still in the nude wearing socks with your own lube. You know how it is. We definitely get wild on those shows. Last week, we had some technical difficulties, so I'm not sure exactly what's going on with CastBox.fm, but we did a test run today, and we still had technical difficulties. So, it's definitely on CastBox end. It's not on Nikki P's end, and it's not on my end. Not sure exactly what's going on, but we will figure something out before next week. Because next week will be the next sex show that Nikki P will be a part of. So today, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to switch it up a little bit, do things a little bit different. I, um, I still thought this was an important topic to touch on because... By the way, this is a variety show, if you don't know, if you're listening to us for the first time. Variety show, we talk about anything from mental health and addictions, having sex with gay midget aliens, and everything in between. And let me just do the disclaimer real fast. If you were hypersensitive or get butthurt easy, this podcast is definitely not for you. Sick and twisted dark humor, vulgar uncensored language, and politically incorrect conversations are just some of the things and fun you'll hear on Mixture of Variety, which means listener discretion is definitely advised. Now that that is out of the way, I just wanted to say this. This is an important topic. Um... Some people actually asked about this topic before. I mean, you know, in the last two and a half years that we've been doing this, we have over 350 shows, or just about 350 audio shows. We've been doing this since March or April of 2020, like right around when the pandemic started. And we were going like a couple days a week or just Fridays. And then we decided to go Monday through Friday, Monday through Friday because of the pandemic and everyone was stuck at home anyway. And that actually worked for our advantage or work to our advantage because it gave us early on, it gave us a fan base that was rolling with us all the way up till now. And now we still have new episodes on Monday and Wednesday. And then we built up this whole empire to 
the last year and a half doing a YouTube show. The YouTube YouTube show is where it's at every Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern. It's a live stream. It's a lot of fun. You never know what topic we're going to get into. The only way you're going to know what topic we're getting into is if you follow us on Instagram because that's the only social media that we have, and that is at Mixture of Roddy. You probably could have guessed that, but at Mixture of Roddy. It's a professional business account. Anyone can join. Please join the fun. You will be in the know. You'll know what's going on with the show. So that's where we're at with the podcast. But as far as this topic, this topic is pretty um, It's pretty intense. It can be pretty intense because what we're going to be talking about today is 10 ways to heal from a breakup. Okay, 10 ways to heal from a breakup. Now, everybody has experienced a breakup in their life. Um, and if you haven't, well, good for you. But 10 ways to heal from it. I feel like it's definitely one of the biggest emotional pains that a human being can go through. I definitely think so. I don't think there's a lot of pain that can compare to that. You know, I think a lot of people would take physical pain over that emotional, mental pain any day. And I definitely agree with those people. Um, so we're going to talk about 10 ways to heal from it because no matter who does it, it doesn't matter if you broke, if you break up with the person or you're on the receiving end of the breakup, it still hurts really bad. Okay. It is an extreme pain and it may be different. It may be a different pain if you're the one that did the breaking up or if you were on the receiving end. You know, it's a little it's a little different. But at the same time, you love that person, you do everything together, you grow together, you live life together, you experience everything together, you see each other, you know, all the time. You're such an intricate part in each other's life, and then something happens or a list of things happen, or you know, it's just a ongoing thing that the person just feels like they're getting shit on or they're not getting what they actually want or the other person, you know, is not happy with the situation. That's usually how it happens anyway in a relationship. I mean, I've been single for a while. If you guys have been listening to the show, I've been single for a while. Friends with benefits are cool. Hookups, you know, I used to do hookups, like random hookups, but friends with benefits are cool or whatever. I don't really, really even care anymore these days. I just know that I love myself. I can date myself. I can go out with myself. Um, I'm cool with myself. And that's just me. I'm not preaching that. I'm not, you know, saying that that's the way to go. But first of all, that's the energy that you need. First off, you need to love yourself before you get into a relationship. It's very, very important. I mean, this is a must. Okay. You have to build up that self-worth and that self-love for yourself before you can actually give yourself to somebody else. And when somebody says, oh, my God, the breakup was the worst thing ever because I lost my other half. No, you didn't lose your other half. You are a whole and the other person is a whole. OK, and I'm not, I didn't I didn't mean a whole like asshole. I'm talking about a whole like a whole human being. And then you're a whole human being. So when that person leaves, you're still a whole human being. You're not half of the person because you're in a relationship and now you are no longer with that person. You feel me? OK, that's all I'm trying to say. Not saying that it doesn't hurt any less, you know, not, not saying that it hurts less or anything like that, but at the same time, you guys have to realize that you are a whole, the other person is a whole, and you have to realize your self-worth and self-love for yourself. So what I was saying about myself is that like, 
it is the relationships that I've had in my life, which are like four solid relationships that I can actually call like relationships, right? It's all the same thing. I don't know if you guys can relate to me or, or not, but like it's all basically the same thing. It's like the Google eyes, you know, attraction at first, right? Giddy, love being around each other, laughing at stupid shit. Maybe not even putting your, your real self out there yet because you feel, you know, self-conscious or you feel a certain way and you don't feel comfortable about <laughs> putting yourself out there yet. Eventually it's going to come out. But at first it's more like, you know, puppy love, giggling, laughing all the time and stuff like that. And then it progresses and then you guys get in like your first fight and it's like, oh my God, your first fight. Like now you could say that it's an official relationship because you got in your first fight. And then you get over it. And then if you don't progress together in life and you have the same goals, aspirations, or or similar as far as like where you want to go in life or where you want to be in life, it's not going to work out. And then obviously if there's cheating involved, if there's negative, you know, behavior involved, there's negative energy. If you guys just don't click after a while, then you guys are going to go your separate ways. And that's just going to happen more naturally than you know, somebody's cheating and you have to end it abruptly because that hurts even worse. That definitely hurts even worse when you have to end it abruptly like that. Cause then you don't really know where it could have went. And, and, uh, you know, you say like a couple years after that relationship or a couple months, you just say like, what if, you know what I mean? You start thinking about the what ifs and you know, it could have been, but then this happened. Why did I do that? You start beating yourself up or the other person starts beating themselves up. And, you know, unfortunately, that's what happens for the most part. You know, there are people, of course, that the relationship blossoms and you guys are together for years and then you decide to get married and then go on and have a life together. But even that, I mean, to me, marriage is a joke. I don't have to get into that. It's another podcast. Marriage is a joke, but a lot of people feel like it's more it's like the next stage in a relationship being someone for so long. You know, you get married, right? Okay, whatever. Cool. Good. Good for you. That's nothing wrong with that. But then even look in the society at how many divorces there are. I mean, the the divorce rate is off the charts, right? I mean, like, I don't know a couple growing up. It was very weird. And it was very strange to see or have a friend that their parents were still together. You know what I mean? Like that barely ever happened. If it did, it was very strange. So then, you know, growing up myself and being in relationships myself, it's just like one of those things. So for me, was I engaged? Yes, I was engaged. I never got married. Um, And that was just something that I had to live with because of a lot of things that were going on in my life at that time that I just definitely was not ready. But I was the one to propose. But then really looking back now, I definitely was not ready for that life. I definitely was not ready to be with that person. I mean, looking back now, I'm actually happy that I'm not with that person. Just like I'm sure that person is happy that they're not with me. But I'm just saying, like, God intervened at that part. You know what I mean? Like, we had to go our separate ways. But I just wasn't ready. I was in a bad state of mind. I was in a lot a lot of, a lot of negative energy. I was still you know, hardcore in my addiction. I was still struggling with that. I did not have the correct resources or cared enough about my sobriety to actually 
do it for myself, let alone do it to keep a relationship and to possibly get marriage after engagement. You feel me? So it wasn't meant for, you know, it wasn't meant to be. That's just what it was. But some people, ladies and gentlemen, and that, that definitely hurt. Don't get me wrong. Like we went our separate ways and just like, you know, most of my relationships actually, that was probably the main one that hurt the most. I would say just because of the potential that we had and we were together for five years. So that definitely hurt the most, but I I was also together with someone else for five years and that broke apart. And that was, you know, like, so it's definitely a miserable, miserable situation when you break it off with somebody. It's, it's just the worst. Like I said earlier in this podcast, it's just the most intense mental and emotional pain that human beings can suffer. Okay. So nobody looks forward to that, but at the same time, you take a risk every single time, right? You get into a relationship. You take that risk. You're, you are 100% putting yourself in a vulnerable situation where you are possibly going to get hurt again. And that's just how it is. And maybe, you know, maybe that's one of the reasons why I haven't been in a relationship for four years. Or maybe I just don't have time for the bullshit and I just am taking care of myself and I really don't have the extra energy to give anybody because it's all going inward. Um, but I mean, you know, whatever, that's just me. I'm not, again, I'm not saying that that's how it has to be. So what we have here today, ladies and gentlemen, is 10 tips to survive a breakup. Okay. To survive a breakup. So we're going to heal from a breakup today. By the end of the show, in the next 15 minutes, we're going to heal from a breakup. And if you guys are currently going through a breakup, then please listen up. If you know somebody that's going through a breakup, please spread the word of this podcast and please share it like monkeypox. Number one, cry all you want, ladies and gentlemen. Let the tears flow. It's healthy. You're releasing grief and pain. You may be afraid to start because you're fearful you'll never stop, but you will. You will. I mean, and that just comes. and why we're crying. Nobody wants to deal with that. Nobody likes that. But afterwards, you can't say afterwards. I mean, you know, for the most part, afterwards, when you start, when you finish crying, it's actually a blissful feeling. You actually feel like you had such a release and you and a relief and you just feel like a new person, right? You just feel like you shed all that and you just feel like, okay, well, at least for right now, I'm okay. I probably will cry again. And if I do, it's fine because I went through a breakup and I've been with this person for however long. You know, if you're with this person for a week and you start crying, then it's just like you might have to see a therapist. But, you know, regardless, you're in a a relationship for a long period of time, for years and years, and you just know that it's going to happen again. But at the same time, you try to hold back. It's going to be even worse for you. If you hold back, what's going to happen is if you hold back the tears, that emotion and that pain that you are just like pushing down, is going to come out as anger and rage, okay? It's going to come out as anger and rage. Number two, do something every day to help yourself heal. Exercise, read, watch some help, some self-help TV or YouTube videos. Learn how to meditate. Never underestimate the power of positive prayer. Pick things up that you should know that will be fun or beneficial and do them. Don't wait for the mood to come over you. 
take one action and then another action. That is loving yourself. That is doing maybe different activities that you never did before. That is loving yourself. That is exploring yourself. That is learning about yourself, you know, learning new things that you like to do, new things that you're trying out that you never did before. Maybe in a relationship, you didn't get a chance to do it before because it was one of those relationships. You know what I mean? Where it was like, you didn't have two different lives, but you guys were together. You know, you guys did everything together. And it was just like, oh, I want to try that, but I'm not going to try it because I'm in this relationship and I feel like I'm on lock. And for whatever reason, I can't explore this because this person is not letting me. Number three, find emotional support. There are a number of groups or family, friends, you know, of course. Like I said, everybody's been through a breakup, so everybody has some type of knowledge that they can drop on that and they can say maybe something that helped for them maybe something that didn't help for them you know getting out of your way like getting out of your own way is like one of the best things to do so change your environment um if you're inside go outside if you're outside go go inside type of stuff like that and that emotional support is very important that emotional support, you need that. Everybody needs that. Everybody needs a shoulder to cry on. Everybody needs a phone to cry through, <laughs> you know. So make sure you have that. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people, you know, most people have those close friends that they can rely on the family, stuff like that. Number four, don't be a doormat. Okay, so if your soon-to-be ex continues to call you or simply won't go away... Tell them you can't heal with them around and ask them to keep their distance. If they're harassing or threatening, then obviously you got to call law enforcement. Hopefully you're not going through any of that madness. But some people are, you know, some people are, and you have to go to that extreme. Um, but don't be a doorman, no matter what. You know what I mean? There are times in life that you just know it's going to be better, as painful as it's going to be. It's going to be better without this person. It's going to be better um, taking the loss on this person. Like, regardless of what it is, if that person dumps you or you dump that person and it just wasn't meant to be, there's a small period, there's a short period of time where you can think about it and you could possibly go back with your ex or you can talk about it and you can say, maybe this isn't really what we want. And if you guys could both be civil and it just works out like that, then you can possibly give it another shot. If the same exact shit is going on for the next couple weeks or the next couple months, then you realize this is a waste of time. What am I doing? This is not helping. This is actually hurting me. And this is actually prolonging the period of crying and, you know, feeling miserable and depressed and, and, you know, you're not getting through that because you're just prolonging it. What up, Thar? What's going on? Hope you are well. Number five, keep busy. Kind of goes with all the, all of everything else that we're talking about. If you wake up early, take a walk, go out to breakfast, do something around the house. Treat yourself. Retail therapy, go shopping. Enjoy the decadence of going to a movie in the middle of the day. I mean, have you guys done that by yourself? This is what I'm saying. Like, date yourself. I had a counselor a long time ago say, date yourself. Learn how to date yourself. 
even if you're in a relationship, date yourself, learn to love yourself. You have to have that self-love. You have to have that self-worth. You need to know you are worthy to be in a relationship with someone that's going to treat you like this or someone that's going to treat you like that and not treat you like this and not treat you like that. You have to know that. And the more that you are aware of that and the more self-love and self-awareness that you have and self-worth that you have, you will know a lot sooner the next relationship because the next relationship, when you are vulnerable and you do get into the same time, you're going to back up and say, hold on a second. I know this feeling. I know this feeling. I've experienced this before. I am using my mindfulness. I am using my consciousness and being aware of this situation. And I know that this is not where I want to be at. And this is not the direction that I want to take in a relationship. I know that. So you can end it. You can stop it a lot sooner. I think that's very important as well. And when they say uh, stay busy, try not to do things that are going to remind yourself of your ex. I mean, that's just self-explanatory, but just like try not to do something stupid on purpose that's going to bring you to a point of misery. Okay, so like if you're miserable and you're crying and you're just feeling like shit, you just want to be left alone and you just want to isolate, that's okay for a certain amount of time. You know what I mean? Not not a few days or a couple weeks or something like that. That's not healthy at all. But if you need to do that at first for a day or whatever, like however long, and you decide to watch Netflix and then you turn on some series that you guys used to watch together, why would you do that? Why would you do that? At least at first, right? I mean, if you like the series and you weren't done with the series, maybe, you know, give it a couple weeks, give it a couple months, whatever, to actually get that initial breakup, depression, misery, tears out of you. Then you can go back and check it out and you can watch it because it's not going to bring up all these memories. It's not going to remind you about this person. And then you're going to start spiraling out of control is exactly what's going to happen. You're going to start spiraling out of control. You will spiral and start thinking even more negatively about yourself. And what if, and the tears will come and you will just set yourself up for failure because you just can't take it. You just can't take that yet. Okay. Yet. And I say, yeah, because if you're randomly, if you're not doing that on Netflix and you're randomly out somewhere, like you're at the mall or something like that, and you hear on the loudspeaker, you hear a song and that was like, you guys song, you know, that was your song. And it just popped on the loudspeaker while you're in a store in the mall. I mean, what are you going to do then? You know, that's kind of a different story because you couldn't control that. So of course you can leave if you're not ready. And that might also put you in a spiral at first. But this is what we're talking about because these are ways to heal from a breakup. This is all part of it. This is all part of it. Don't try to mask your pain by trying to find a replacement. I disagree with this one. I'm Only because it's not going to work. It's not going to work, but for a few minutes... Maybe a half hour, maybe an hour, who the fuck knows. Trying to find a replacement, it might actually be a good distraction. This list is saying, don't mask your pain by trying to find a replacement. What I'm saying is if you go out and find a random, and you do the damn thing, you're not going to be thinking about your ex 
during that time. <coughs> I mean, really. It's going to be a distraction. Afterwards, I can't tell you. Some people are going to feel good about that because it's going to be another way to have that distraction. Another way to feel like they get over, over that hump as far as not thinking about that person and not worrying about being in a relationship anymore with that person. Some people are really not going to take it like that. Some people are going to be like, oh my God, I wish, you know, I wish that was the other person instead of the person that I just hooked up with. And now I feel disgusting because I just hooked up with the random. It really just depends on the person, but I guess some of these depend on the person anyway. It just depends on how thick your skin is and how much progress you made after the breakup. Would I suggest hooking up with a random two days after you break up with your with your ex? No, I would not do that. Two months afterwards? Yeah, absolutely. Why not? Have some fun. Have a distraction. Don't spend too much time alone. This kind of goes with what we were saying before as far as isolating and stuff like that. You know, take your time, but don't take too much time. You know, take your time. Everybody needs to be alone. Everybody needs to be left alone. You know, sometimes you got to shut your phone off even. Or even, you know, put it on Do Not Disturb, whatever like that, just to really be left alone. But if you do that for like a day or two, that's really all your friends and family are going to let you do. Because then you're getting to the point of like severe depression and you're not leaving your bed and you're not talking to anybody and you're not showering, you're not eating. That's like severe depression. Even if it is situational depression, it is severe depression. And you definitely don't want to get to that point. So that's where I say... If you're inside, go outside. If you're outside, go inside just for that change of scenery. Change of scenery will be a nice distraction, whatever you're doing. And try to hang out with friends and family during this process. Because remember, you need that shoulder to cry on. Or even not even the shoulder to cry on, just the shoulder to hang out with. You know, your friends and family are always there for you as far as like making you laugh and taking you out places and, you know, go out in nature, go hiking, whatever it is. Number eight, trust your feelings. Even if you were taken by surprise by the breakup, your inner voice is telling you something. Listen carefully and you will hear that it will all be okay. You just have to let your feelings guide you. Now, if you are on that side of the breakup where you are the receiving end of it, okay, that's a different kind of pain because it was out of your control. Really, I mean, maybe not out of your control. Maybe you did things to lead up to this situation, but it's out of your control as far as like, wait, I want to... Can we compromise or can we like come to some come some sort of agreement? Well, no, we can't because it was up to another person to end it. But at the same time, if you guys can't work it out no matter what, and you guys, you know, are really done talking and you don't like talk a week from now or a week from after it happens or something like that, and you guys can like, you know, figure something out. If it's not like that and it is over over and you know that it's over over a hundred percent. You have to just step back, understand what was going on, be mindful about exactly what's going on, trust yourself, trust your feelings, and trust the universe because that was not meant to be. And it's as simple as that. It's going to be very painful, yes. It's going to be a struggle, yes. You know, a couple weeks, a couple months, whatever it is, but you will get through it. Okay, I promise you, no matter what, stage you are on, no matter how much progression you made during the, the breakup, you will get through it. You will come out on the other end. You will see the light in the end of the tunnel. You will go through that light and you will find, if you are, if you want to and you're looking, you will find someone even better 
than that ex. You'll find someone even better than that ex, someone that'll make you even happier. You guys have more similarities, and it's just going to be that much better. Okay, you just have to make yourself vulnerable again and put yourself in those person's shoes. Take your time. Take your time. Don't rush out of anything. You're going to feel how you're going to feel. Like I said, you're going to be aware of it. You're going to be conscious of it. Just there's no need to rush. Okay, there's no need to rush. Um, If you believe in the universe or anything like that, God's got a plan for you. God got you. The universe got you. Your higher self got you. There is someone out there for you. If you want to and you start pursuing that, you will find that person. Okay, but I guarantee that using these tips will help you come out on the other side. You will be a winner. You will be feeling amazing. You will know. You will know and realize why it didn't work out with that one person. Because now, weeks, months, years later, the universe put this person in front of you. And you know that you're meant to be with this person. And then you realize why you weren't with that other person. So I promise you'll come out the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, I go by the name of Patient Zero. Hope these tips help. Please spread the word like monkeypox to this podcast. Check us out on YouTube every Friday night, 9 p.m. Eastern. The live stream begins. And we will see you this Friday. Deuces.